Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. Amanda is in Zephyr A, and I am in Zephyr B. This is season 30 for me and season 26 for Amanda. And this is day 11 of season 98. Our first question asks what parenthetical phrase was appended to the three albums that Taylor Swift released in 2021, 2021, and 2023. Uh, With an additional one planned for later this year, uh, I'm on TikTok, so I know that this is Taylor's version. (laughs) Um, These were re-recorded specifically because she did not own the rights to the Masters, I believe it was. Something like that. Uh, So there was, and her former manager, who apparently is just a complete scuzzbag, Uh, still had those rights and she did not like the fact that he was making money off of her work Mm -hmm. uh, and so has re-released these they are virtually note for note uh, but they are taylor's version so the fans know that she is getting all of the money from them and the scuzzball is not right um yeah i don't i i'm not on tiktok so i know that's not (laughs) where i heard this uh fact but i did know that it's taylor's version um Gosh, I'm trying to think where I did read about it, but probably just general, mm-hmm. you know, headlines skimming yeah. around, seeing it on the internet somewhere. Um, yeah, it's just something that has been pretty well publicized, I, I feel like. Oh, yeah. um, and so my only tiny slight qualm about it was that, you know, the name Taylor is in the uh, mm. question. Yeah. And, you know... I'm a little surprised that the answer also contains Taylor, but yeah. uh, but I knew that for a certainty that it was Taylor's version. There was nothing else that I could have mm-hmm. uh, possibly imagined to put in there. Yep. Uh, th- this is at least the th- second time this season that one of the words in the answer also appears in the question. Mm-hmm. I forget what the other one was, but I remember noting it. Sure. Uh, and Taylor's version is correct. Question two asks us what prefecture has a nuclear power plant that is being, uh, or that is about to discharge treated radioactive wastewater. Right. Um, And I I can't remember exactly how many years ago it's been. I think it's been about 10-ish that the Fukushima disaster happened um, at the, the nuclear power plant there because of a tsunami i think it was um and and so yeah this is something that's come up in the news again uh partly because china is very upset that there will be this discharged wastewater into the pacific ocean in the direction of you know the chinese mainland Mm. um and so yeah this is something that i might have guessed even if i hadn't known about that resurfacing of it in current events but Mm -hmm. uh but i also did and so i knew this was fukushima yep uh same i I remember i remember reading about this recently about how it was a kerfluffle and yeah uh, various places have uh done some both sensible and kind of performative things um Mm. sensible in the sense that you know they're kind of asking questions about like how much radiation is this apparently it's a very minuscule amount Um, and some very performative stuff like uh, various countries in Southeast Asia have uh, banned like Japanese fish oh right uh, or fish that are at least associated with 
uh, Japan even. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's probably not quite at the level of freedom fries, but it's <laughs> kind of that sort of thing that's really more mm. about the theater of we're being safe than actually uh, being safe. But right. yeah, this was the Fukushima plant. And that was the correct answer. Question three asks us about a protein hormone isolated in 1921 that is uh, key to the use of glucose and amino acids from the blood into bodily tissues. Uh, I, as soon as I saw protein hormone 1921, I figured this is probably insulin because I feel like that was like one of the really early ones. Yeah. Uh, that we, uh, that humanity sort of discovered and figured out how to use and figured out what to do with very early in the process because I remember like uh, the original way of getting it and I don't know, maybe still is essentially throwing pancreases into a blender ah. uh, and just kind of that well there's insulin in them there are pancreases how do we get it out <laughs> well we could blend it and, okay uh, and then every, everything else just sort of uh, fell in for the rest of the clue islets of Langerhans in the pancreas yeah stimulates uptake of glucose that would make sense because diabetes is not producing enough insulin and that's a sugar problem mm -hmm. so okay i'm gonna go with insulin right um and yeah the the islets of langerhans in the pancreas are very you know that that's definitely a key fact this is question was written almost so much as to kind of nerf it out uh by the end in a way because that's definitely you know highly associated with insulin mm -hmm. Um, stimulates the uptake of glucose. Well, if you think about what diabetes is, it's high blood sugar, mm -hmm. and that means that blood sugar is staying in your blood instead of going in where your other cells can make use of it. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's what you need the insulin for. So, um, yeah, this, much like you, I would have probably gotten this from um, the first half of the question, if necessary. But the second half really clinched it. I put insulin as well. And that was correct. Here's where my day goes off the rails. Oh, same. Question four asks us for the opera whose title character is named Violetta. Right, and notes how popular it has been since its premiere in 1853. Um, this is one that I just could not grab onto, um, especially with the idea that there is a title character, but her name is not the title. in the title. Yeah. Um, and so I ended up going with the Mikado mm. just because I, I don't, you know, I don't know that opera. Um, and I couldn't make my brain come up with other ones. Um, although, uh, worse yet, I think I've seen the correct answer. So that's not great. Yeah. But it's been, you know, probably a couple decades since I yeah. had. Um, yeah. Be that as it may, you know, I tried to think of, um, and, and partly one thing that gets in my way with this is, uh, when the name Violetta comes up, I, it makes me think of a uh, magnetic field song uh, in an operetta, which is about operettas much more, <laughs> of course, um, and makes me think of like Gilbert and Sullivan, because that's more the style of uh, what the song refers to. And so uh, I had to clear all that, you know, cruft out of my thinking before I could even get closer to a wrong you know, but sort of appropriate answer. Um, and so, yeah, the Mikado was the best my brain would do today. Reasonable. 
I <laughs> I woke up about four o'clock this morning. Made Oof. the mistake of checking the questions. Oh no! And then thought about this one for the next couple of hours until oh, no. the alarm went off. Uh, and just could not land on one. I I was just thinking of every opera I could think of, and none of them fit. Like the, you know, like you say, a title character who whose name isn't in the title. And I was thinking, okay, I know there was the marriage of Figaro. Was there a bride of Figaro? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. And I thought <laughs> Carmen. Maybe Carmen was like the alias of oh. the. You know, maybe she, because I, I don't even remember the plot of Carmen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I kind of figured that. And I, and I tried thinking, what's the one that Rent is based on? Um, and I couldn't really land on that one either. I think it was Madame Butterfly. It was La Boheme. La Boheme. There we go. Yep. So I might, if I'd thought of that, then maybe I would have made my way over to the, to the correct mm-hmm. answer. But I just couldn't couldn't think of operas i thought of a couple of gilbert and sullivan ones yeah mikado yeah. etc but but i know that they were much later than 1853 or at least somewhat later than 1853 mm-hmm. uh, I, I feel that they were uh more latter third of the 19th century than mid 19th century okay um plus just the the sheer fact of it being named uh the name being violetta Mm-hmm. Made me figure, well, Gilbert and Sullivan, I feel like mostly did very British sorts of names and the like. And, mm-hmm. you know, the exceptions being like the Mikado, where it wouldn't have been Violetta, it would have been some faux Japanese thing. Yeah, true. Um, so, yeah, I just kept not being able to figure figure it out and eventually came just back to Carmen again and said, okay, well, maybe... Maybe it was an alias. One of them was an alias, or you know, a, 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 a assumed name of some kind because somebody was trying to, uh, you know, elevate themselves in society. They're like, that seemed like a very operatic move. Sure. So, so Carmen. Uh, the correct answer was La Traviata. Yeah, I've also seen it. Yeah, <laughs> and I I did know to to exclude La Boheme anyway, just because of the name, like. I know one of the names of the two female leads in that is Mimi. Right. Um, the other one escapes me, but mm. I would have recognized it. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure. So, bah. Yeah. Uh, question five asks us uh, about what sport four different uh, recent, as in past three, four decades, films are based around. So the first one is Vision Quest, mm-hmm. and for some reason I immediately thought that oh that's a bicycling movie, ah, uh, and then kind of moved on in with my day, and <laughs> at one point I remember I was thinking, you know okay, and, and I, my brain just kind of and I wasn't looking at the questions at all, my brain just kind of said wait a minute was Foxcatcher one of those that was a movie about wrestling that was about the the weird Dupont billionaire who. Had the who, oh, like made his mansion was. a wrestling clinic and then killed somebody. Right. And then I just stopped thinking about that and went about the rest of my day and did not reread the question. Oh my goodness! Because I absolutely knew that Foxcatcher was about wrestling. I didn't know about either of the others, but I was absolute. But I was certain that Vision Quest was about uh, bicycling. 
but if I remembered to reread the question and look, oh no, this is Foxcatcher. Steve Carell was in it. I absolutely remember it. Vision Quest, I just kind of vaguely remember thinking that it was about uh, bicycling. Mm. Uh, I don't believe I ever saw it. I probably never saw the one that I'm thinking of that was about bicycling. I'm absolutely certain there was one mid-80s. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I said bicycling. Yeah, I um, didn't know this one. And the only one that really tweaked my consciousness very much at all was Vision Quest. Just because it was mid-80s and mm -hmm. I sort of have more memories of like advertising for movie mm -hmm. for movies that came out in the 80s because you know we would all look through the paper and see what there was to see and you know plan out our trips to the movies it was much more sort of prominent uh i don't know pastime it felt like in the 80s and uh so i tried to focus on that and think i like i also somehow woke up oh i think just early you know when the alarm went off in the morning um, and we got the kiddo ready for school and then I went back to sleep because mm -hmm. I was just, maybe cause I got my flu shot yesterday. I was just kind of too wiped out to start the day. And, um, so I took, <laughs> you know, added another sleep Good cycle morning. to my, um, to my tally for the night. Um, not that it helped me at all. Uh, but one thing I did was sort of go through in my head, like, just every sport I could think of to try to trip something, mm -hmm. you know, to, to make me remember that. Um, and my initial thought about the whole thing had been running for some reason. Mm. Um, probably because I'm thinking of, um, uh, dang it. What's that super famous, uh, eighties movie about running? Um, Don't well, that's, that's not helpful. No, <laughs> But anyway, I, I was definitely almost certainly thinking of a different movie, but running was the only thing that even seemed to come close to what I was trying to go for. Um, and so Chariots of Fire. Oh, right. That's right. what I was trying yeah, to think yeah. of. Because, um, you know, one thing I've noticed as an aside here about movie names is I feel like they've gotten way more prosaic in the past couple of decades than they used to be, you know. The 1985 film Vision Quest tells you actually nothing about <laughs> what the movie is about or, you know, what what the contents will be. It was almost like they promoted things based on some sort of air of mystery or poeticism or something that, you know, the, the titles like Chariots of Fire similarly sounds yep. very triumphant and lyrical, sure. um, but it you, you would not know what it was about based on mm -hmm. that generally speaking. Um, so uh, essentially I had no way to get into this question. I couldn't remember. I, I Foxcatcher kind of rang a bell too, but the other two did not. Um, and I couldn't make myself, you know, harken back to 2014 that hard to try to remember that kind of promotional whatever for the movie. So I put down running. It was wrestling sure was i guess yeah that's a bummer now question six asks us for a name given to the northernmost land in europe and then used for a specific settlement in greenland right so i did not know this one either um and just tried to 
figure out what kind of geographical names I knew that were about the North. So I thought of things like Norway and Nordic and um, anything boreal or Borland or uh, something to do with Scandinavia, like Scandinavia, or I thought Scandia, that kind of sounded like a thing to me. And part of it was the difficulty of picking something that would fit all of these three kind of language um, usages, like ancient peoples in Europe, then a Greek navigator, and then a bunch of Danes settling in northwestern Greenland. Why, like, why would any of them sort of pick the exact same or similar enough sounding uh, word to name these places? Um, and I thought Scandia was the one out of these various random options I could think of that sounded like it could fit into Greek and Danish and, you know, just whatever people were using, um, you know, back in history times. So I put down Scandia. Uh, so the settlement in Greenland is Thule, T-H-U-L-E. Okay. There is a, or was, I don't know whether there still is, a U.S. military base there that ah. was kind of famously just the... I don't know whether it was actually just like the ultimate punishment to send somebody <laughs> to Thule, but it was very much regarded as not a great place to have to be. Sure. It was uh, part of some like early warning system against mm. Soviet ICBMs or bombers and the like. Um, and I, I knew uh, at some point I learned that uh, originally the term for the, this farthest theoretical land away from uh, Mediterranean Europe was Ultima Thule. Ah. Uh, Ultima, of course, meaning farthest or most or something like that. Okay. Um, and so I, for whatever dumb reason, couldn't quite figure out which, uh, whether Ultima Thule was the northernmost land in Europe and then later became Thule, and I couldn't figure out which thing the question was actually asking for. Oh. So I ended up saying Ultima Thule. Uh, so I'm thinking I'm not going to get that one either. Because, hmm. spoiler, it's Thule. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that's a good question. When you look at it on Wikipedia, Ultima Thule will refer you to Thule. Okay. Uh, but there are a few other, uh, not places, but uses of it. It's I see. kind of been used uh, historically, literarily, as you know, indication of something that's incredibly far away. Like one of the one of the first Kuiper Belt objects that was visited by the New Horizons spacecraft ah. that went to Pluto was uh, an asteroid named Ultima Thule. Um, so, yeah, I I figure I'm going to get three today. Oh, I'm sorry. That's, yeah, I, the, you know, I would like to say there's an argument for, for you to get that one. Um, the one that stops me is the Greek navigator because I'm thinking Ultima is probably Latin. So, yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. All right. Uh, well. And the, the settlement in Greenland was definitely never named that. Okay. It was always Thule. I see. Yeah, I, you know, I've seen this word around, and this is just a micro lesson for me in what the heck it refers to. Mm -hmm. um, so, I guess that's interesting, but it still only leaves me with three on the day. And I'm never super thrilled with a performance like that. Nope, me neither. 
as I occasionally will say, I'm not playing my opponent, except in the very most liberal sense, and yes, I have to defend, and that's kind of a puzzle in and of itself, but when it comes to how many I get, mm-hmm. I'm playing against Thorsten, and yeah. I completely pooched today. I yeah. should have had five. Yeah. I should have mm-hmm. been certain of five. Instead, I, I have three probably, and if I get four, I'm lucky, and I'm not betting on it, because mm. I'm certainly not going to get uh, any... I'm not going to steal any points on that opera question. That's definitely going to yeah. be a three. Yeah, so, I understand how that would be. Yeah, well. Yep. Not every day goes well. They can't but call remember, me Jones. rule one, read every word in the question. Oh, yeah. You've got to do it, even when, you, even when you think you're just filling them in later. Indeed. That's rough. But at least that's it for today. we got a new match day tomorrow. So tune in then for more post-game analysis. Follow Learned Lag with all the vowels now on Blue Sky, and remember... Don't forfeit. Don't cheat.